بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا أبي القاسم المصطفى محمد وعلى آله الطيبين الطاهرين لا سيما بقية الله في الأراضين uh, I'm sorry that uh, I didn't know that uh, the summertime has already started in Canada so I'm sorry that uh, I'm late uh, inshallah I hope that from next week inshallah I will start on time uh, as you remember we reached the story of Prophet Adam salam in Surah Taha last week we talked about the verse 114 so now we are starting with the verse 115 A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitanir Rajeem Bismillah Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim Walaqad Ahidna Ila Adama Min Qabul Fannasiya Walam Najad Lahu Azma Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that before means before you or even before Musa alayhi salam that we were talking about we made a kind of covenant or as some people have translated we gave a commandment to Adam alayhi salam or we made a pledge with Adam alayhi salam Ahd Ahd means a kind of agreement, a kind of pledge, a kind of covenant and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made this pledge with all human beings Alam Ahd ilaykum ya bani Adam which is mentioned in Surah Yasin that we only worship him, we don't follow shaitan. He has also made pledge with some individuals. For example, to make them a prophet or to make them imam. Like uh, Surah Baqarah verse 124 when Allah told Adam is uh, told Ibrahim salam that I'm going to make you imam. Then he said is this going also to continue in my progeny and Allah said wala yanalu ahda al-zalimin wa idh ibtala ibrahim rabbuhu bi kalimatin fa atammahun qala inni ja'aluka lin-nas imama qala min dhurriyyati qala la yanalu ahda al-zalimin so imama is ahd is a pledge is a covenant so here we are talking about Adam alayhi salam وَلَقَدْ أَحِدْنَا إِلَىٰ Adam. We made this pledge with Adam alayhi salam What was the pledge with Adam? According to some Mufassirin and confirmed or supported by some hadith this is 
the commandment that Adam should not eat from that forbidden tree this was a pledge Allah told him that you should not even go near that tree La taqaraba shajara According to some Mufassirin they say that the pledge was not to follow Satan which are very similar these two opinions are very similar so for sure Allah had made this pledge with Adam salam not to follow shaitan not to eat from that tree unfortunately Prophet Adam salam of course in that garden in which there was no obligation in which there was no you know sin in the sense that we are talking about the sin that would be deserving punishment of hell that was not applicable to that garden but in any case unfortunately he forgot he forgot what Allah had asked him to observe not to eat from that tree or not to follow Satan and Allah says Valam najad lahu azma. this forgetfulness was not a forgetfulness which is um, not to be blamed a forgetfulness that it's not in your control we human beings are subject to forgetfulness but sometimes you forget something and you are not supposed to forget because it has been mentioned to you very clearly you have accepted and it is such an important issue that you cannot forget for example if a driver forgets how to drive and you know drives very fast or you know dangerously police would not accept as an excuse to say that I forgot if a lorry driver who carries you know for example petrol forgets and you know smokes next to his lorry no one would accept this as an excuse to say I forgot so nesyan or forgetfulness sometimes is caused naturally and careful people careless people both can forget okay we are not talking about that but sometimes forgetfulness is because of carelessness because of being not organized not punctual or not obedient or not having determination this is the problem Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says with respect to Adam alayhi salam walam najad lahu azma we didn't find in him determination 
so if Adam was determined if he was one of Ulul Azm you know Allah calls five greatest prophets as Ulul Azm those who have determination Prophet Nuh Prophet Musa Prophet Ibrahim Prophet Isa Prophet Muhammad these are Ulul Azm Allah said to Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Fasbir kama sabara ulul azm min ar-rusul Exercise patience in the same way that those who had determination exercised But with respect to Prophet Adam alayhi salam He didn't have that determination That was the problem that caused forgetfulness Of course as I said he didn't commit a sin in the sense that we talk about the sin which would be leading to punishment of hell this was another uh, setting and environment for prophet adam and although we say that he disobeyed but disobedience there was different from disobedience in this world you know for example sometimes the doctor gives you some instructions and says if you don't for example listen to me if you for example don't avoid eating this food your health would be uh, deteriorated you, you would suffer okay if you don't listen to your doctor then you would see the bad consequences that he warned you about it's not that you made a sin with respect to the doctor because doctor here didn't ask you something as your master doctor asked you something as an advisor sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks us something as an advisor and sometimes he asks us something as a master you know in Elm Usul we distinguish between two types of commands of Allah those which are Mawlavi those which are Irshadi Mawlavi means something that he asks as a master say your prayer fast so these are the things that if you don't do you have committed a sin you have disobeyed your master but sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us some advices and if you don't do he may not register this as a sin but you would lose the benefit the interest which is in obeying that kind of command or you would harm yourself so either you would lose an interest or you would harm yourself anyway this is a very important uh, discussion and the uh, uh, scholars of the school of Ahlul Bayt inspired by the hadith from Ahlul Bayt believe that the prophets were infallible even before becoming prophets because that's the only way that they can be in that level of piety and purity that they can become prophet and also that's the only way that people can trust them wholeheartedly 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the next verse uh, goes into some details of the story of Prophet Adam alayhi salam. As you know, the story of Prophet Adam alayhi salam has been mentioned in different chapters of the Quran. And if you want to have the whole picture, you have to study them all together. In Surah Baqarah, for example, we have many verses about Prophet Adam alayhi salam. In Surah Sa'd also. Here in Surah Taha also we have very important points. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِذْ قُلْنَا لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ When we told the angels, أُسْجُدُوا If you want to read the ayah continuously, وَإِذْ قُلْنَا لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ اسْجُدُوا When we told the angels, prostrate before Adam. فَسَجَدُوا إِلَّا إِبْلِيسَ أَبَا They all prostrated except Iblis, Satan. Abba, he refused. So, Allah asked all the angels to prostrate before Adam. They all prostrated. Iblis didn't prostrate and refused. When you read other verses of the Quran, you realize that even before Adam was created, Allah had prepared the angels and told them that they are going to be asked to do sajda for Adam. For example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَإِذَا سَوَّيْتُهُ وَنَفَخْتُ فِيهِ مِنْ رُوحِي فَقَعُوا لَهُ سَاجِدِينَ I'm going to create a human being after I complete his creation and blow into him from my soul, from my spirit, then you should do sajda. So even Adam before, uh, when, before Adam was uh, created, Allah informed angels. So preparation started before. And it's very important. If you want someone to do something at a particular time, uh, don't wait. Just say it a few minutes before that time. Tell in advance so that that person can be prepared. So Allah before creating Adam told them about this. After creating Adam, he actually asked them, Adam. Prostrate before Adam. Not as a matter of worshipping, as a matter of respect. They worshipped Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by showing this respect to Adam alayhi salam. In Islamic Sharia, which is the last, the final, the most developed way of worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, serving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, sajda is not possible except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We don't do sajda for anyone. But previously, sajda was possible for showing respect to some individuals. 
for example the story of prophet yusuf you know he had the dream that sun moon and 11 stars did sajda for him he had this dream when he was a child and he told this dream to his father prophet yaqub and prophet yaqub said la taqsus don't mention this uh, dream to your brothers and finally you know after uh, the story uh, reached the point that prophet yaqub and the brothers all went to egypt to see him they did sajda as a sign of respect which was the realization of that dream so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, asked angels also to do sajda for adam as a matter of respect and as i said at that time that was not something which was exclusively done for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala nowadays in islamic sharia because we have reached the peak of explanation of Tawheed even for respect we shouldn't do sajda for anyone other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even for the prophet for imams we don't do sajda we only do sajda for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala okay angels who were very close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala angels that Allah says about them in the Quran Ibadun Mukramun La Yasun Allah Ma Amarahum. These are honored servants of Allah. They never disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. La Yasun Allah Ma Amarahum. And they always implement his command. Therefore, when Allah asked them to do this, they did. All of them they did sajda. As we have in some other place in the Quran. But Iblis, Satan, didn't do sajda. He refused. But he didn't refuse because of forgetting. No, this was not a chance of forgetting. He refused because he was arrogant. Elsewhere, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Abba was takbara wakana min al kafirin. He refused, he showed arrogance, and he was a person who lacked Iman. He was an unbeliever. So it was not a little problem, it was not one individual case of failing to do what Allah asks if that was just one in, in particular uh, action he could have repented he could have asked to Allah sorry you know I'm not going to do this again but because he was arrogance arrogant he started blaming Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and saying that your decision was wrong I was not supposed to do sajda for Adam because I'm better than Adam. You have created me from fire. You have created Adam from clay. As you know, um, this mention has been mentioned other places of the Quran. Said, Ana khayrun min khalaqtani min nar, khalaqtahum min deen. Or for example, he said, Bi'izzatika la'ughviyannahum ajma'in. 
Or he said, Rabbi Bima Agwaitani la Ugbiannahum. You have misguided me. So unfortunately, the way Satan behaved and the way reacted showed that the problem was very deep. The problem was not just one action. The problem was the fact that Satan was not a servant of God. This is why sometimes, you know, I mention that we should not be just interested in worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We should be interested in being a servant. There is a difference between worshiper, which is abed, and a servant, which is abd. Satan worshipped Allah for 6,000 years. Amir al-Mu'minin says in Allah He worshipped Allah for 6,000 years. Imagine, not 100 years, not 1,000 years, 6,000 years. Even Amir al-Mu'minin said, La yudra an dunya al-akhirah. These years were the years of dunya or years of akhirah. Okay, 6,000 years. If they were years of akhirah, each day is 1,000 years of dunya. Something like that. In the yawman inda rabbik ka'alf sanatan mimma ta'uddu. But, was he able to achieve servitude? Was he abd? Abadallah, he worshipped God for 6,000 years. But did he become abd? As we say about Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, أشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله. He didn't just worship Allah. He was abd. He was servant. What does abd mean? Abd means that you have made it clear for yourself that the purpose of your life is to listen to your master. You know that it is better for you. And it is better for everyone if you listen to your master. Your joy comes when you please your master. Your prosperity is to be with your master. Not that you are forced to do something for him. A servant is the one that even his identity comes from his master. If you ask a servant who you are, he says, I am servant of so-and-so. He doesn't mention his own name because his name is not important. He says, I'm servant of so-and-so. So who are you? I am Abdullah. I'm the servant of Allah. This is the greatest honor. Amir al-Mu'mini said, Ilahi kafa bi izzan an akuna laka abda wa kafa bi fakhran takuna li rabba. It suffices me as an honor to be your servant. And it suffices me as a pride to be, to have you as my master. You are as I like, please make me as you like. You are my master, please make me your servant. You are as I want, so you are my rap. Please make me as you want, make me your servant. So, the problem with Iblis was 
that he was not a servant, though he was a worshipper. So he refused. He didn't do sajda for Adam. There is a question here, was Iblis a, uh, um, or Satan an angel? The answer is no, he was not an angel. Angels don't disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But Iblis, because he was worshipping Allah for 6,000 years, he was with the angels. He was given a very high position. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't deprive you from the benefits of your good actions, even if he knows that in future you are going to do bad things. So if I am doing good things, Allah may raise me to a very high position. And when I start committing sin, I am going to lose that position. But he doesn't make me deprive from that position all the time. No, he says up to, for example, this date, he was a good person. So let him be in that high position. When he fails, from that day he fails. So although he knew that in future, Iblis is going to do this but he didn't treat him as a sinful person as a disobedient person from the day one so he doesn't consider future sins of a person in the way he treats him today okay so Iblis because he worshipped Allah, he was acting, you know, uh, in a good way for many, many years. So he was able to be in company of the angels. So he was not an angel, but he was commanded also to do uh, sajda for Adam because everyone in the kingdom of God had to do this sajda to Khalifatullah, the one who is going to be the vicegerent of God on the earth. But unfortunately, he didn't listen. He didn't obey. Abba. Okay. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when asked Adam alayhi salam to go to that garden, as we say in Surah Baqarah, قُلْنَا يَا آدَمُ اسْكُنْ أَنْتَ وَزَوْجُكَ الْجَنَّةِ he told also Adam that this Satan, so he referred to Satan, said this is your enemy. He didn't do sajda for Adam. He developed hatred and enmity for Adam. So Allah said, فَقُلْنَا يَا آدَمْ This is your enemy. He didn't have problem with God himself. He didn't have problem with worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He was enjoying worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He had problem because he felt jealous towards Adam. Of course, this showed that even with respect to Allah, he didn't have that deep 
obedience but if Adam was not there maybe this problem was not you know coming to the surface so he felt very jealous towards Adam so Allah says we told oh Adam truly this is Satan referring to Satan is is an enemy to you and to your wife therefore let him not drive you both from the garden so Allah warned them very clearly he said who is going to come to trouble you and what he's trying to do what is his aim the aim is to drive you uh, out of the garden drive you from the garden and if you go out of this garden then you would be unhappy you would suffer the nature of the life in this world outside that garden is mixed with pain and trouble and labor here Allah says you would have problems you would have hunger you would have thirst you would have illness you would have maybe poverty you may have you know wars and conflicts you may have famine and drought these are the problems are there of course if you get connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you can still have a happy life spiritually as we will say inshallah later that those who remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they would not have miserable life it comes later about the you know in the verse 133 uh, 123 about remembrance of Allah following the guidance of Allah Allah says inshallah we'll talk about it later so it's possible to still have happy and prosperous life but it's not easy because this life is mixed with challenges and trials so Allah said because if this happens then you would have a miserable life in this garden which was not the eternal garden of heaven the one which is uh, for the people who go after the day of judgment and after being judged to go to heaven that garden is eternal and if someone goes to that garden he never comes out of that garden everyone who goes there in the garden in, uh, in heaven in paradise is there permanently there would be no chance for Satan to go in there and deceive anyone no mistake takes place that is different this garden was a garden uh, of worldly nature of course not necessarily on the earth it was not necessarily on the earth but it was from dunya from worldly nature 
it was not eternal but one of the qualities of that garden and this is why I say no it was not on the earth because in the earth you don't have such garden but it was temporary it was worldly in nature one of the characteristics of that garden was that you never never become hungry or thirsty or naked in that garden you will never become hungry hungry and you will never be uh, bare of clothing and you will never become thirsty and you will never feel the heat of the sun the temperature is perfect is not too hot so that was a place that they could have remained there as long as they wished without worrying about food about dress about water about temperature everything was nice but but shaitan made an evil suggestion temptation try to deceive him O Adam, shall I inform you, shall I guide you towards a tree which is the tree of permanence and a kingdom that would never perish? So he wanted to tell them that if you eat from that tree, you will become eternal, you can remain forever, and you would not have the problem of death and your kingdom your power would be forever so basically he wanted to tell them that the reason god has asked you not to eat from that tree is not to become like him uh, by becoming eternal by becoming a person whose power would never stop so this is what the way he tried to um, bring this temptation to them to eat let us stop here these are very important verses and inshallah we will talk more about this temptation and how shaitan brings temptations to us inshallah next week so if you have questions you know please put forward it question one salam alaikum shaykh alaikum assalam rahmatullah i'm not sure why iblis was addressed as an angel here yes he was not addressed as an angel he was addressed along with the angels uh, you know in Arabic we have two types of exclusion istithna sometimes it is muttasil sometimes it is munqatir for example sometimes you invite a family father mother for example three four children you invite them and then you say all of them came except for example their daughter so their daughter is one of the family but if she hasn't come you say Illa. 
So you say Ja'a kulluhum illa bintahum. All of them came except their daughter. So the daughter is one of them, but she didn't come. This is called Estesnai Muttasel. Means the one that you have excluded was part of uh, what has been excluded from. So a daughter is one of the family members. But sometimes this family uh, uh, have a person that goes with them every place. Like for example, they have a driver. So say um, they came except their driver. Or for example, they have uh, a, a pet that goes with them everywhere. So they came except their cat. Here, this is called means there is a disconnection. Although that cat or for example the driver is not a family member but because all the time was going with them there was kind of expectation. So when you say they all came you make it also clear that that person or that cat didn't come. So because Iblis was with the angels for thousands of years so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it clear that when we say angels did sajda Iblis didn't do sajda so this command in the first place was for angels Iblis was a jinn for ordinary jinns there was no such a command but for Iblis who was with the angels and wanted to remain in that level it was necessary to do sajda he didn't do sajda so he lost that position uh, question two how he was allowed in the garden yes as i said that garden was not paradise was not eternal uh, heaven it was a garden with all the good qualities that we mentioned but a garden in which satan was able to go a garden in which forgetfulness temptations you know could happen so the reason is because that garden was worldly in nature you know we have hadith that that was a jannah of dunya dunya doesn't mean earth but it means dunya opposite to akhirah worldly opposite to eternal so shaitan can go to that garden and this was a test for shaitan and also a test for Adam and Eve alayhim assalam question 3 alaykum assalam I understand that we are on this earth for a short test and for eternity we will be in heaven inshallah but Allah is eternal before beginning of time and will always be there but how come there is only a very short test relatively speaking will there be other forms of humans after us and was there other existence before us who were tested and put in heaven and hell according to the Quran 
we know that this world is going to continue up to a certain time that Allah knows we don't have El Musa'ah we don't know when the day of resurrection is going to take place but that is going to take place certainly and all human beings up to that day would be resurrected so even those who have uh, died thousands of years before us they have to wait in Barzakh and we all will be resurrected together at the same time again according to some hadith before Adam السلام, they were other human beings they were other Adams but they were not the um, generation that we are talking about they had their own Adam they may be also in the Barzakh our generation starts with Adam السلام, and we are created directly from a clay that uh, Adam was made from so the first human being in our line is made from clay he made the first man from the clay then he made his progeny from zygote uh, uh, so Adam didn't have father or mother Adam was created directly from the clay before this Adam maybe there were other human beings as we have in hadith but the Quran doesn't talk about that but we have in some hadith that there were Adams before this Adam but what is important is that um, the day of judgment is going to take place for all of us and we have to uh, wait after we die in Barzakh in a temporary in an interim world till the day of resurrections and the test in dunya is um, proportionate to the nature of this dunya this dunya is temporary and our life here is temporary is short but this short life maybe I don't know for some people 10 20 30 100 whatever it is it is short even 1000 years you know like for example Prophet Nuh was prophet for 950 years just the prophethood was 950 years but still it's short it is said that you know Prophet Noah uh, towards end of his life he said if I knew life is so short for example I wouldn't have um, made a house something like this so even 1000 years is short but that is the only opportunity that we have and it is enough to achieve what we need for our eternal life even if you have uh, few years after your bulug you can achieve a lot even in one year you can achieve a lot if you are able to connect yourself to Allah and get rid of your ego this would be enough you can do it in one day you can do it in 10 years or you can have hundreds of years and not do it what is important is the quality and not the quantity okay it seems that this was the last question and our time has uh, come to an end so I again apologize for uh, starting late because I didn't know your time has changed and please forgive I pray that inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would help us to 
uh, obey him all the time would help us to safeguard ourselves against temptations coming from Satan and from Nafs Ammare. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep us and our children, our progeny, our friends, our community always on the right path, inshallah. Thank you very much. Wa akhiru da'wan and alhamdulillah rabbil alameen.